the Diocese of Springfield, Illinois. This is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Amber Servity, and before you change the channel because you don't hear Andrew's voice, don't panic. He is coming back. He's just taken a small hiatus while we do an all-female takeover. So joining me today are Katie Price, the Director of Parish Vitality and Mission Advancement, and Sister Veritas Wilkes, Director of Youth and Women's Ministry. And so the next four weeks, the three of us are coming together to talk about a topic that really has consumed uh, most of our lives in 2020, and that is fear. Fear face. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good at the fear face by now, right? Very good. After a year, after that last year. <laughs> um, so we're going to take four weeks and cover what we're going to call the four pillars of fear, beginning with pain then going to regret, then failure, then fear of comparison. So they each, they have their own little um, flair and each little, you know, their own nuances and yet they're all just really fears that we face all the time. And actually, specifically, we as women. So that's kind of the other thing. We're an all-female takeover, so we're doing the feminine perspective of fear. So each week we'll kind of examine what that looks like and how that plays out in our lives. And at the end of every episode, we are going to offer ourselves and hopefully everyone who's listening um, a challenge, a challenge to help us overcome these fears. Because, right, we can't, we can't sit in a place of fear. It's not, it's not good. It's not what we're called to do. We can't be a disciple if we're afraid of everything that's going to happen, right? Correct. Slash 2020. Right. <laughs> I'm afraid of everything in 2020. Yeah. We're, so we've moved on. We're moving forward, which is, <laughs> which is really, really great, I think. Right, sister? Correct. Yeah. Very correct. Yeah. And there's always a scale of fear faces, right, in 2020? Like, that's a good fear face that sister does. Yeah. And it, then yeah. It's more like, like repugnance. Like, oh, I have to do that. This is, is like it? fear, like something really scary. Like, yeah. I, I'm interested in how the challenge is going to go. Because I know you mentioned that we're going to have a challenge at the end of each session, right? And that is that face that Sister has right now was the face that I was internalizing when you mentioned that we have a challenge to tackle these fears. Because when we kick off the fear of pain, I think about like junior high sports. Oh. Do you think about, yeah. Like, you know, because when it, the sports <laughs> that I played, you had to like be on the line. So like in basketball, if the coach was like, get on the line, you knew what was coming. You had the line runs. So I saw fear of pain as in my approach to junior high sports. Yeah, although I did sports, I was more um, music, and so I can't, I can't relate on that level. I mean, I definitely did sports, but like there isn't an equivalent of that in band. Wait, like, what, what just, musical instrument did you play? Trombone. You never ran with a trombone? Oh, no, I've, there, I've done lots of running with a trombone. Did I was, you really? I was in the marching band. You do all sorts of things. But you had to run? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. missing. How did you, why, when you did run you out. run? It's how what? you run out in the field. You got to run. Oh. oh. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I don't know if I ever, yeah. this is bad for me. I don't know if I paid attention to how said marching band got on the field. Watch the start of Notre Dame games. Yeah, I actually, I don't think I would have conjured that up by myself. But when yeah. you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, college football. Yeah, it's I can something. see it. And I can imagine that even the fears, right? So like the fears that we had when we were kids are one thing, right? And there are very real fears that I'm sure junior high kids have, right? I mean, there's like obviously the fear of what happens when I have to dance with a boy that I like or something or, you know, what happens if I... I still have that fear. 
he's holding my hand. I don't know what to do. I got right? over that fear. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Sister, how did you conquer the fear of not having to dance with a boy? I entered the convent. I entered the convent. <laughs> okay, challenge accepted. We're done here. We can all go home. But like the fears, so like fear of pain, when I think of that, like I think about, okay, well, how are we avoiding that in culture? Right. Like, is there any science basically that tells us that like, you know, culture is doubling down on avoid pain at all costs? Why well, okay, yeah, why, why do we, how does that happen? Well, I mean, it's definitely happening in culture. I think that's the explanation of the rise in addiction, the opioid crisis, right? We, right. we do everything we can to um, remove pain from our lives. I mean, I think that's, um, that's, that's just kind of a given. Um, but actually, in, in researching this topic for today, um, I found an article in the Psychology Today that actually says we are hardwired to avoid pain. Um, and then after an incident where we um, encounter pain, like synapses form in our brain. And for those to break apart is really difficult. So our brains then tell us, do not do this again, you know. Um, and so that's really difficult to kind of uh, match up. Like our brain tells us not to do it, but our faith actually says something really different. Right, sister? <laughs> yes. When it comes into the faith, they usually end the sentence with, right, sister? <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice that like a little bit in the, probably our sessions in the episodes. Sister? Sister. Sister, fill in the blank here. Are we saying the right things? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, actually. Well, you have all the books in front of you. I do. So that's why, you know, I'm over here with a Sprite <laughs> and, a, and a doodle list. Do you want, do you want to trade? I'll take maybe one book next time. Are you pulling I'll pull, out, a, are I'll you, pull out the catechism? Are you pulling an Amy Coney Barrett over there? I'm gonna do yes. Show us your notes. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I should have been this is all I need, sister. <laughs> Bring on the fear of pain. But yeah, like how do we marry yeah. the two, right? Well, because yeah. our brain is doing one thing and then our culture is doubling down on that to avoid sure. it. Mm-hmm. And then the impression that I like when I think of pain in relationship to my faith, I think of Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so while Amber, while you were talking, first I was thinking, well, God is so cool, right? He created our bodies and our brains to work together to preserve us from things that would end our life prematurely, right? So this idea that we are hardwired, this science that shows that we will avoid pain, that our synapses, I don't synapses? know. Synapses? No, synops- synapses is like a summary. Synopsis? Right. No, our synapses. Sees. Let's hey, check I think your we book. Should, we should keep away from science. <laughs> there's not a scientist at the table for me to say, right, Doc? Um, but when our, you know, our neurons fire in our brain and they form connections and they learn to avoid things that are going to hurt us, that's good. It's good when you're a child and you touch the stove and you learn, ow, that your brain wires itself to not touch the stove again. Like, those things are good. But as we get older... This instinct can also prevent us from experiencing some of the most beautiful things in life, which only can come through suffering, like Jesus dying on the cross, right? Obviously, it seems like, does that really connect to my life? But the Paschal mystery, Jesus is dying and rising again, is, since we're using the word wired, wired into everything, you can see it in nature, right? You can see it in scripture we can we experience it in the mass and the liturgy so jesus died painful terrible worst thing you could imagine but made possible the redemption the resurrection us going to heaven so then in our lives too we're not going to totally be able to avoid pain there's no way 
we have like I I like to picture like a spectrum. In both ends of the spectrum, you can go wrong, but in our faith, we have to we have to hold two opposing things at the same time. That's what makes a lot of our faith a mystery, right? So, you know, like a lot of things, like was Jesus God, or was he human? He was both. Two seemingly contradictory things are both true. It's a mystery. So, if we apply this to pain, on one end of the spectrum, we have we're hardwired to avoid pain, um, but if that's all the only truth we go with that pain is bad, then we end up with a, what a lot of our culture is doing, what you talked about, like avoid pain at all costs, take drugs if necessary, um, euthanasia, like oh, we don't want those people right. to suffer, like all these different, mm-hmm. and you know, everywhere in between those are like kind of extreme examples, but don't go out and start working out because it's going to hurt, right? So I'm going to get on the line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Definitely hurts. So that's (laughs) one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is um, we're called to carry our crosses to unite our sufferings with Jesus and suffering can be redemptive and really valuable. Um, But at the same time, it's not that God wants us to suffer. And so that we have to find the truth in the middle that some suffering is a natural part of life. Um, and we need, when it comes and we can't avoid it, it's not that Jesus wants us to be suffering, but to learn to embrace it and unite it with, with Jesus and not to be afraid of it because he uses everything for good. Um, well, for sure. Um, I also think when I, I think about pain that women actually have a really unique um, relationship with pain. I think it's distinctly mm-hmm. different um, from the masculine perspective, right? Would you agree? I would agree yeah. since I was, what, in fifth grade? Yeah. I have a very <laughs> distinct relationship with pain that is very different than everything else. Like, it's just part of, and being a mom, right? Like, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to have had that experience, but it is not without pain for a while <laughs> and, and discomfort even afterwards. And so it's just interesting how I think as, as females, we have this like unique experience of pain because it is just part of our, uh, human science. It's our, it's our DNA. It's what we're wired that we have to experience pain, but you experience the pain in light of the beauty that comes from it. Right. So I like your comparison to, you know, the different seasons and seasonality. I remember when I was in a pre-cana class, he said, you guys have to realize that marriage is, is marriage is the Paschal mystery. You're going to have to get through Good Friday pain to get to Easter Sunday. Like you are going to have to enter it at some point. There is no marriage that can just bypass Good Friday and get to, it's always Easter Sunday. It's just, it, it, we can't do that. That's not part of the Paschal mystery. So it's just interesting how like we as women have experienced all sorts of different pain. I think what's interesting to think about, especially in light of last year and going in now to this new year and I think everyone's very optimistic, right? We have New Year's resolutions and things that we're trying to do to better ourselves. It's, okay, what's that pain that you might be fearful of getting into and like diving into it? Because I think there's pain that we avoid and then there's pain that just happens in your life unexpectedly. You know, a lost loved one, you know, a lost friend, you know, maybe you guys disconnected over time. But it's like, what's that near and far pain and the difference between like choosing pain and diving all into it and saying, yeah, I'm afraid to to call that gentleman back, you know, because I've been hurt before. Another I, that's odd for me to say because don't, I can't. Don't call a gentleman back, Gentle, Katie. Don't call the gentleman back. That would be bad. <laughs> Unless it was father asking about his parish, right? No, but yeah, I mean, I, what are those things that we're fearful of when it comes to pain? But then secondarily to that, 
how, how do we prepare ourselves with God to get through the pain that's unknown? How do, how do we do that, right? I don't think it's as simple as saying with prayer. I think you have to practice it, right? Or am I making any sense yeah. there? No. Or is it? <laughs> it's, yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. I think it, it's, it's certainly um, a practice thing. I think that's actually even scientifically, I think I read in the article where you have to work to break down those synapses that have formed after that. So the only way to do that is literally to kind of encounter and or embrace pain. Like you have to do something where you uh, encounter that little friction or that little breakdown and realize, all right, pain is only temporary or pain is or is a, a, min, a means to an end so like even it goes back I and mean, it goes back to our body which is really interesting but like that's how our muscles work right right you have to break them down to build them up they literally are torn apart so that you can build your muscle back up um i think that's just the same in our life we kind of have to um look at ways in which we can like tackle on pain a little bit you know, at a time, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've done a, we've done a lot in 2020, but like <laughs> we can't stop doing it. We have to, in order for us to overcome, we have to, um, accept that. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's building up that prayer muscle. I don't know what we could, but if that's such a thing as like, you've got a prayer muscle and you got to like build it up for sure. So it gets to a point where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not afraid anymore because I've got Jesus right mm-hmm. here. So it's like, I'm not afraid. I'm going to dive all in to tackle those things that I'm not fearful of whatever it might be, and know that if I'm, you know, in this relationship with our Lord and, and I'm pursuing a passive path of discipleship and holiness, I've got him by my side. But that does take working out that prayer muscle. I think it's located right in this general section, right? Like it's, for those of you, you like that? who are that was very watching, scientific. for those of you who are listening, she was pointing to her collarbone of just, oh, her heart. <laughs> She's now making the sign of a heart. No, while you both were talking, I just, I'm laughing over here because I'm thinking of at some point in my non-illustrious athletic career, um, I had some kind of team t-shirt that on the back it said, pain is temporary, pride is forever. Which, how cheesy is that? Pride like, is forever. Pride. pride is forever. That seems like a, like, seems it's not that? like a positive right? thing to me, I'm no. not sure. <laughs> it's like this idea. <laughs> we need Father House for this, but I'm pretty sure no, pride so is not one of the things I'm we want. Call a no, no, I'm going to have a call a father feature. We don't need father. I'm going to take it there myself. <laughs> okay. Right, you got sister? It, sister? I got okay. you. So it's like this idea, okay, we're going to run all of that. So we're going to work really hard. We're going to work out. We're going to get strong. It's going to be painful, but we're going to have that pride of we did it. We're the best athletes we could be. And that was like an okay goal for an athlete to have. Um, but I think there is more to life than pride, and hopefully um, pain is temporary, but our relationship with Jesus Christ is forever and unconditional, and that's what that's really what we're all talking about here, right? Um, yeah, making good use, kind of good use of our pain, right? Yeah, and I think it's important to remember, because um, we all probably have something that we're thinking about right now, and we can all relate to being on different ends of the spectrum. Like, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm one of those people who avoids pain. And maybe you're like me, and I can look back and think about, many years of my life where I went the opposite way and I tried to make the hardest choice ever all the time because I thought the more pain I'm in, the more I'm like Jesus, therefore the holier I am. Mm. And I would make my life harder than God really wanted it. So to find that, to find that balance and just to say, yes, what are the reasonable pains in my life that are going to be fruitful and good? So, you know, for some, some of our listeners out there, it might be, I know that I need to exercise and I know that I'm 
preventing myself from being healthier because I'm a little bit afraid of the pain of exercising. Maybe it's something like that. For are, some, you looking, are you looking at me? I I'm, am I'm, I'm looking at you, are you? <laughs> because you're across the table from me. I know Amber's got this new workout program, and I know i got to do it. I do. I can tell you 4 a.m. is painful. That's what I know oh. for sure. 4 a.m. is certainly painful. Were you a little nervous at the beginning about the pain of working out? Oh, terribly, but I still am. I, I hurt all the time all the time I'm just like pain go away this is I'm not gonna really lie. helping our listeners I know, I know. <laughs> listen it's only week five you think I'd be past it um but but yeah but you got to enter into it right so it's like yeah. establishing that new method so that's what everyone yeah. always says about working out this is like oh I'd love to get back in shape and all those things but it's like if you don't put in the time you don't put in the practice you're not going to get that muscle memory you're not going to get back into the you know workout of things you're not going to have the results that you want and it's the same thing you know, I, I think about my own personal pain, right? Like anytime I, and recently it happened at a mass where shepherd, shepherd me. Oh God was the song at communion. You know, I, I'll save the listeners from having me sing it, but everybody knows what it is. It's one of those like key moment, momental songs where it's really draws you in. And it's commonly also played at funerals and, and it wasn't at my dad's funeral. Um, but two weeks before he passed away, he shifted his song toys. He always like sang around the house, and he shifted it from Beatles, which is you know he loved the Beatles, um, to Shepherd Me, Oh God. And my mom was like, and didn't notice that until after Dad passed. That he just shifted for two weeks before he died in a very providential way of Shepherd Me, Oh God, beyond my wants. And it's there's uh, family members I know of or, or friends I'm sure that experienced it with my dad that sometimes when you have that pain or loss of a loved one it's very difficult to enter back into the mask because you're angry at God or that you have to encounter that pain time and time again every time I hear certain songs I'm I'm a baller I will sit there and just start crying and then poor father when I'm up at communion is like what did I do you know <laughs> Like, it's not you, Father, it's me. It's actually the choir over there. Um, you know, in a good way. In a, in a very good way. But it's, you've got to get yourself there. You, you just have to practice that. Yeah. You have to enter in knowing that I'm going to run into those songs that are going to trigger me, but it's in a space of holiness. It's in our sacred space. It's in the mass. We're better to have to encounter the pain again than to be at the sacred mass. Right. So it's setting up, I think, time during the day too to say, okay, I'm going to gather my pain, whatever it is. My back kind of hurts today, actually. Maybe it's the chair that we're sitting on. I don't know. But, but how do I set aside that time to really focus in on my prayer is going to be about the pain that I'm carrying today, whatever that is, and enter mm-hmm. into it and dive into it, knowing that there might be unexpected pain coming our way. And then there's no pain, like my back hurting or your quads hurting from working out, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, right. pain of a relationship. So, oh, were you going to say something? Amber? No, go ahead. Okay. Sister. No, I was just thinking about, um, you brought up the feminine perspective and as yeah. Katie's talking, I'm thinking about that over here. So, you know, I think we've always known that women have unique gifts, you know, and we bring something to the world that the world needs. And it sounds kind of obvious when you say it out loud, right? But it is kind of something. It's good to hear. Not quite so certain all the time in our society but since um pope john paul ii saint john paul ii we have this gift of this vocabulary that we use to talk about these gifts this unique unrepeatability of femininity in the world and you know the feminine genius that we we talk about um thank you to him for giving us that language but we talk about four kind of well we're talking about four pillars of fear he doesn't use this 
this language, but maybe we could talk about four pillars of the feminine genius, you know, um, receptivity, sensitivity, maternity, and generosity. And not that men can't be those things, but I mean, maternity, maternity would be, yeah, but, but they could, they can be receptive, sensitive, and generous, but they have other gifts that they're more wired since we're talking so Mm -hmm. much about being hardwired, even though we don't have a scientist here. Um, I think that God created us to be hardwired in a certain way to embrace pain, you know, and not that there's not like a four pillars of fear and four pillars of feminine genius and they fit together perfectly. But I'm thinking a lot about maternity kind of while you're talking. So now the sister is going to ask the other ladies if, if she's right about this, you know. Um, <laughs> Sister's so, question. Right, ladies? <laughs> My turn. No, so I think, I'm thinking about maternity, and even if you look at our biology, I'd like, I think maybe you already mentioned this, Amber, like we are created to be mothers, to bring new life into the world, and that requires pain, the physical pain of carrying a child and giving birth, right? But it's worth it for the fruit, for the new life, for your child. Um, but we express this maternity in so many other ways. But I think that aspect of maternity is still there. The ability to embrace pain for the another. fruit of something else, for another person, for, you know, when you just think about mothers watching their children go through hard times or leave the church, or you think about Mary at the foot of the cross watching her son die. And um, we have this unique ability, I think, to love people through the hard times. In a way, and not that men can't do that, but there's something unique and tender about the way that women are able to do that and to empower people and to just be that steadying, loving presence for them when they are going through pain. Am I right? You're definitely right. You're definitely right. I mean, women at the cross, right? For sure. Met him throughout his whole suffering, walked with him through the whole suffering, knowing that they themselves would be persecuted for that or looked differently or potentially, you know... They were hunting down his (laughs) disciples. And they said, no need to hunt. I'm right here. Here I am. Because I'm going to walk through this pain and this suffering that I'm experiencing. You know, and then even thinking that, yes, the women at the cross were there alongside Jesus, but they were also to each other, their own suffering. Right? So I'm there for Mary. Mary's there for me. They were there together. And I think maybe that's what you're touching Mm -hmm. on, is that we have that ability to recognize somebody's experiencing pain, and then also this... I mean, is it chemical that we respond? Like, what is that? Is that just part of the feminine genius? Is that... Like, why do we respond? Because sometimes... I don't know about you ladies, but there are, like, men who, you know, you're sitting and having a conversation with them, and I'm I'm not saying this is a personal story... But, but, <laughs> but you know, when, when you're like, yeah, I'm really hurt. I had a long day, whatever it is, or somebody hurt my feelings and they're not picking up on it. It's just like, whoosh, like right over there. They're just not picking up on that. We pick up on it. I mean, I don't find a lot of women that are clueless to somebody else's pain. And you're Do saying, you? is that a science thing? Yeah. Is yeah. it the science thing? Is it the I, spiritual thing? What, I mean, what is I'm, that? I, again, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I, but I do think there's actually scientists. I think it's mm-hmm. it's literally how the body is made to uh, receive and protect uh, a child in, in the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there has to be certain chemicals and certain things that happen so that your body inherently um, does those things. I can actually remember when I was doing uh, marathon training where the coach said. Um, that women actually have a unique ability to know when they've hit their uh, max, that their, their body is going to say no, no, to the 
point of like before injury, where men will plow through and then hit injury. Women's bodies will um, more inherently draw back and prevent the injury, um, which I thought was interesting. So it says to me that something scientific, and I don't know exactly what that is, but I definitely think it's something there. Side note. Ask Amber about the time she trained for a marathon. I know. I was just thinking that same thing because I was like, <laughs> why would anyone podcast. ever do that? Well, I could tell you why, but I want to stay on topic here. Like Amber, <laughs> like Amber, I think uh, I could not cite a particular article right now, but I do know that I've read up on this and that it, we are, it is chemical and we are scientifically, our biology is wired to do that. But I think it's also, it's written into our soul as female souls. And I, you know, our, we are a human being. We are a body and a soul. We're not just a body, nor are we just a soul. Um, and so everything that God wired into our body, he also, there's a matching component in our soul. That's, I'm not quoting any theologian right now. But that's how I, you know, like to explain it. So I think that, yeah, it's wired into our brain. We do it automatically. But also there's a, the soul, the way that God created us to love and to love him and to love his children. It matches that. Um, I think at the very beginning, the first thing you said was like, isn't God amazing? Something He's like so that. He's so cool. He's so cool. I think right? it was God. God so is cool. so cool. He's so cool. Okay. So cool. When you think about everything that we just said, this, these unique gifts that women are given, um, like, yeah, God is, God is cool. Right? Yeah. And that's cool. It's cool that he we thought have of that. Um, these we, gifts. Yeah, can we put it on a Tumblr or yeah. something? God we, is cool. God is cool. That's going to be the girls. That's going to be the women's takeover. God is cool. God is cool. <laughs> sure. Hey, there's, that's a pretty good phrase. But I'm interested to see how this like plays out now in like the challenge, right? So it's yes. like, so you're telling me I'm going to be in pain next week, Amber. Is that what you're... Well, you could be. That's true. Your challenge is to go run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> go create some pain. Um, no, the, ch- the, the, the truth is you probably are likely to encounter pain. And if you're not going to encounter pain, you're going to encounter someone. You just said your mother. You're going to encounter three of your children who are likely to encounter pain. True. Um, and like one of the gifts that you mentioned, I think, was like sensitivity. So, um, and the prayer muscle, you mentioned that earlier. So we can kind of combine all those by making the challenge that when uh, we encounter someone with pain, that we take that moment right there to pray for their pain. Sometimes as Catholics, we're like, no, carry your cross, you're good to go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the one end of the spectrum. And then, and then the other is like, uh, go pop five ibuprofen. Y- you know, you should have pleasure every moment of every day. Um, but like, we got to meet some like right in the middle and say, let's pray for them right there when they're having their pain, um, which will be uh, maybe uncomfortable or something that we don't do all that much. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, we so- say a lot. Okay, I'll pray for you but you're telling me to do it right. Yeah, you're, in my, you're in my thoughts, but that's kind of a common one. You're, you're in my thoughts. Sending positive <laughs> thoughts your way. Yeah. We're going to really try to say in that moment, I'm going to pray for your pain. Um, and, that, and, maybe that's an, and maybe that is that pain goes away. Maybe it's an acceptance uh, of pain that um, is just part of our day or going to be redemptive for us in some way. Um, so we'll just, that'll be our challenge. Or if we have pain, maybe we can ask someone to pray for us in that Yeah, moment. will you pray with me right yeah, now? right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? You think we can do it? I think we can do it. I think it's good that, that we're going to take that on. And, and like you said, I think there's a lot of Catholics that are probably like, wait, you mean like I'm going to be in a conversation with somebody and they're going to be upset and instead of me doing the thing of, well, let's just hug and, and everything's going to be okay and, you know, I'll be praying for you, we're going to stop and pray for it. Yeah, I feel a little nervous thinking about it. I, am, I do have a little fear. Can we get that fear noise again? 
<laughs> followed by the followed by the fear face. Yeah. And that might be the face of the individual that <laughs> it might. I would like to pray with you right now. But I'm excited. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. me too. All right, ladies, this has been Dive Deep. And if you would like more podcasts, go to dio.org slash podcast. And I look forward to next week. See you then. Awesome. Thank you.